This is History Potpourri, a podcast devoted to an assortment of historical topics by world history students. Hi, my name is Claire. And my name is Christina. Welcome to another episode of History Potpourri. Today we will be talking about the Opium Wars, which are a series of two wars mainly between Britain and China over trading rights and other disputes. To start off with a bit of background, there were many events that led to the start of the Opium Wars in 1839. Starting in the Ming Dynasty, China began only accepting silver as payment for luxury goods like tea, porcelain, and silk. On the other hand, Britain strongly desired luxury goods from China. Fast forward a few centuries, Britain and other European countries still heavily traded with China for luxury goods, yet China still only accepted silver as payment. At the same time, Europe's quantity of silver was decreasing. This meant that Britain and other countries had to trade with other Asian countries for silver before being able to trade with China, creating a trade deficit. To eliminate the trade deficit, the East India Company and other British merchants started to smuggle opium into China. The British had access to large amounts of opium due to colonizing India, and in return for the opium, the British demanded silver from the Chinese, which could then be used to buy luxury goods. Although opium was often used throughout Eurasia for medicinal purposes, it was also highly addictive. The drug led many Chinese to become addicts, the trade and mass importation of opium was also illegal. Because opium was becoming a large problem, the Chinese government increased control and regulations on opium trade. By doing this, tensions between the British and Chinese rose because the British had a favorable balance of trade that they did not want to lose. This propelled the two countries to the start of the first opium war. As we just discussed, tensions rose because the Chinese tried to suppress opium trade. They arrested dealers, destroyed destroyed opium pipes, and enforced the 1813 ban. After six weeks under the eyes of the government, merchants gave in and surrendered the 2.6 million pounds of opium, or 20,000 plus chests, which were then destroyed and dumped into the ocean. Upset by the outcome, Britain initiated war in November 1839 to imperialize China. Because of China's lack of modern military equipment against Britain, the British had the upper hand in battle, thus winning the First Opium War. The First Opium War ended in 1842 when the Chinese signed the Treaty of Nanjing. This treaty gave Britain the permission to take Hong Kong and force China to open its borders. It also allowed for fixed tariffs at five ports that were open to trade. Before, only a port at Canton, which is modern-day Guangzhou in southwestern China, was accessible for foreign merchants in China. Even though Britain gained more access to China by the end of the First Opium War, they wanted to extend their trading rights, and so the government found an excuse to reignite hostilities between the two countries. In 1856, fighting broke out in Canton. Later in the year, the French joined the British in the war. Then, by 1857, the Europeans had taken and occupied Canton. The following year in May, the Europeans arrived in Tianjin and forced the Chinese to negotiate over proposed treaties. However, the Chinese did not agree to these treaties, which irritated the British and Europeans. In response, the British captured Peking, which is is present in 
present-day Beijing and burned down the Emperor's Summer Palace. Finally, in 1860, another group of treaties were proposed and signed at the Convention of Peking, signifying the end of the Second Opium War. At the convention, the treaties called for more Chinese trading ports, the ability of foreign missionaries to enter the country, and the legal trade of British opium. The treaties signed at the Convention of Peking, as well as the Treaty of Nanjing from the First Opium War, are also known as unequal treaties since the foreign powers forced China to open up many ports and other resources to Western countries. The development of the unequal treaties during the Opium Wars also helped facilitate future treaties that affected other Eastern Asian countries like Japan and Korea. Also, the start of the Opium Wars marked the beginning of the century of humiliation in China. This is where much of China was controlled and somewhat exploited by foreign powers. This century soon helped facilitate the rise of the National Party in China and later the Communist Party that still controls the government today. As you see, the Opium Wars helped begin a time period in China where there was much foreign influence. This led to lasting impacts in China that can even still be seen today. Before we end, we would like to acknowledge the sources from which this information came from. First off, we used two articles from Britannica titled Treaty of Nanjing and Opium Wars. We also used an article from Asia Pacific Curriculum called The Opium Wars in China. In addition, we used information from Historic UK and the British National Army Museum website. Finally, we also used the handy AP World textbook titled Traditions and Encounters, a global perspective of the past, fifth, fifth edition. Awesome. Well, I hope this episode was informational and interesting. Thank you so much for listening and best of luck.